Welcome to Sweet Talk. This broadcast is brought to you by the Continuing Education Workforce Training Division of Idaho State University's College of Technology. This podcast is part of our continuing outreach efforts and the format is conversational. We will be having conversations with businesses, professionals, entrepreneurs, community agencies, and in all cases, difference makers. Now, let's get started with Sweet Talk. Okay, welcome everybody. Uh, welcome to the Sweet Podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us today. My name is Gary. Gary Salazar. I'm the director for Continuing Education and Workforce Training. We also call that Sweet, and there's an interesting uh, alignment with uh, businesses today. Uh, today we'll be talking with Lauren Albert. Albert is a, is a keen baker. She specializes in baking gluten-free and vegan delicacies, and I'm so interested in hearing more about this. But what's cool is the name of her business. Her business is Sweet Without Wheat Creations. So, what a cool name. Yeah. Thank you for joining Thank us. Thank you today. for letting me come. I'm happy right. to be here. This is going to be a wonderful thing. And, and for those of you who are watching this, you're not just hearing this on SoundCloud. She's brought some delicacies with her, and I, it's smelling up the room, and I'm drooling already because they look great. They're sitting right in front of me within hand reach, so <laughs> I'll probably be impolite with you. Um, <laughs> Lauren, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Let's get started, and, and the audience out there wants to know a little bit about you, your business, you know, what you like to do, so let's start with that. Okay, so I got started with doing Sweet Without Wheat Creations because my son, um, he's six years old, but he was born with a allergy to wheat, okay. and he was not able to have cakes and cookies and treats like everybody else can. So. I spent a lot of time crying and trying to figure out what to do, but then one day I taught myself how to make wheat-free treats, and I am his favorite person. I'm like the number one baker in the world, according to my six-year-old son, and recently I was asked to make some vegan cookies for a coworker, and I was nervous because I'd never done vegan cookies, but I did, and they turned out great. So if Sammy wants to come up and try one so that she can let you all know. Sammy from the audience is going to come on up. These are the vegan ones here. And they are vegan chocolate chip cookies as well. Yeah, yeah. So. Thank you. So then I saw things that I wanted to start making, like these chocolate chip cookie pies. They have peanut butter in them, and they are gluten-free cookie bases with chocolate chips. There is um, vanilla pudding with peanut butter in it, and then chocolate and peanut butter on the top. And I saw a picture of one in a magazine, but I thought, you know, people are going to want something that's bite-sized, especially since I go to a lot of work parties and things. I needed something that people could just pick up and eat. So I decided to make them smaller. And then I decided to make gluten-free peanut butter cookies because everybody likes peanut butter unless they have an allergy to that. But they are really good as well. So if you would like to try one, Gary, we can sample <laughs> things right here, right you now. You know, yeah, I, I'm definitely going to try <laughs> right, one, good. but probably not right away because right, I won't be fine. able to talk. <laughs> All right, <laughs> talk. Gary, try that one peanut butter in it. That <laughs> <laughs> um, and on top of these cookies, I have actually taught myself how to make 12 additional gluten-free items. And some of the things that I can do that are gluten-free, I have done a couple of different bars. I've done uh, lemon bars. I've done kiwi bars, which um, are amazing. I have done strawberry bars. Um, I have even done, um, excuse me, I've even done a different 
um, some different breads. I've done zucchini breads, pumpkin breads. I have done brownies. And my son just loves everything that I can make. So he's my inspiration for why I What's got started. What's his name? John. John. Yeah, John. So I can see why John really loves being around you because yes. this is awesome. <laughs> and this happens every day in the winter. This is nothing new. I mean, every day in the winter when it's cold, I bake. So this is nothing new to me. You do a lot of baking. I do, I do. Now, th this is awesome. So well, let's go back a second here because okay. you said, uh, or I said the name of your business. You yes. have a business. Yes, I okay? do. And, and it, this is out of your house? Yes, it your is. home right now? Mm -hmm. And and what you're doing is you're baking for people who have allergies or who are vegan. Yes. Okay. I'm going to have to admit I don't know the difference between you know gluten free or vegan or anything that allergies would affect. So maybe could you take a moment to to school me on what is vegan, what is gluten free, and and, and maybe the importance of each in in diets. Okay. Um, well. I haven't studied much, to be honest, about what it is, but wheat is something that affects your gut, and it's something that just kind of sits in there, and a lot of people have celiac or are sensitive to wheat, and so using a different kind of grain or a different kind of flour to use um, in the cookies like I do, um, it's a lot healthier that way. I like to use almond flour. I like to use oat flour because I have my own grinder, so I just grind up oatmeal and then put it in there with my cookies. Um, for the vegan ones, as far as I understand, it is no animal-based products at all. Am I correct on that? So there's there is different types of okay. vegan slash vegetarian. Vegetarians usually there's different types of vegetarians. For the most part, they will consume eggs and dairy. Okay. Vegans are strictly no animal products. At no all. animal so products. No eggs, right. Okay. No leather. No honey. Okay. No gelatin. Okay. Butter. Um, butter. Yeah. So pretty much if anything comes from an animal, immediately. But sugar? Vegetarians are. Okay, but sugar's okay? Sugar comes from a plant. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes, not. Sometimes sugar is milled with bone, like um, animal bones. It's in the process of um, creating like white sugar. So sometimes, depending on how strict of a vegan you are, white sugar is not vegan. So, so this is very specific when you do yes, your ingredients. Yes, you have your to buy very specific ingredients, yes. yes. Wow. Yes, it is. And it's... Um, you know, I don't mind that it costs me extra money because I'm helping other people, and that's the joy I get from it. So that's why it's important to me. It's just mostly helping other people. Now, is this, I, I, I don't know, so is this a, a mail order business that you're doing, or people just come to your house and they place an order and they pick it up? They can do it through my Facebook page. They can call me on the phone. Um, if they know about my business and we're in a class together, they can hit me up in class. Um, they can mail me or whatever they want to do. But yeah, any way that I can get them products that'll help them. I've even, I've even mailed some to my siblings out of state just because I need more taste testers. Be like, hey, what do you think? <laughs> and even my siblings are like, are you sure these are gluten-free? Because I can't tell. And I'm like, yes, they're wheat-free. I promise there's no wheat in them. And my son has tried everything that I make that are wheat-free and he doesn't break out like he used to. So that's how I, he's my biggest tester. <laughs> That's another reason John probably really likes being around you. So he gets to smell the cookies every time yes. you bake them. Then, yes. he, then he's your primary tester. Yes, he is. He is. <laughs> I have a, I've taken these um, cookie pies to a lot of places. And just recently my husband took them to the College of Science and Engineering. And he went there a couple of days later and they would not stop talking about them. They have asked him to bring more the next time that he comes because they love them so much. So. They're my number one go-to <laughs> bank, I guess. So, you know, I, I'm going to tell a little bit on on your husband's name is Michael. Yes. 
Michael Albert is the uh, UBO, the University Business Officer for the College of Technology. And I don't know if you know this or not, but I was in part of the interview with him. And during the interview, there was some, some questions thrown out. And, and he made a reference to you and, and the cookies and how that, that's a great way to break the ice with people. And we can see from right here today, you know, everybody's going, oh, this is great. We're tasting them. We're talking about cookies. It's absolutely true. Uh, but he has talked about you a lot and, and, and these fabulous cookies. So it's really fantastic that we get a chance to see them today yeah. and, and, and smell them. Yes. And I'll be tasting them uh, shortly here. Good. Huh. All right. So you, you've helped me understand a little bit about the business you're in. Mm -hmm. is, is that growing for you or do we need to get some more momentum behind that? What, what's the goal of this? Um, I would actually like to have my own place, my, my own, own little place. bakery place because I can only do so much with one little tiny oven that I have. And um, even though I can produce dozens and dozens of cookies at one time, I don't have enough space in my house for them. And having a bigger place where I can have all these 12 different things that I make on display at one time would just be amazing. I'd love for people to just come by and try a sample of everything and leave happy. So, because with the bars, even though they're... Um, strawberry bars and kiwi bars some people hear of them and they're like well that's really different but if you like apple pie that's what the kiwi bars taste like oh man they are amazing especially when they're warm and if you want some chocolate on top of them i can do chocolate on top of them you know you're giving me an idea i mean for those of you who are out there in in uh <laughs> in the audience uh, at the college of technology in the building where we reside we have a kitchen that used to be part of a culinary program. Right. And you and I have talked about yes, the possibility of a culinary program coming back, which we don't know. You know, it was a great, uh, a great product at the time. They had wonderful success with the students, uh, but it was discontinued for some other reasons. But the kitchen is still there. Yes, it is. I'm kind of imagining, just like, like the other day when we had chili cooking for lunch and how that smell permeates. Yes. And right now we have the new... Uh, tutoring uh, resource center right next to us with a lot more students down there. If we had some of these cookies coming out of one of those ovens, that smell would go throughout uh -huh. the entire building. Uh -huh. what, a great, would, yes. what a great testing and potential business side we'd have there. Yes. My kids love when they wake up to the smell of cookies. Yeah, we're going to have to talk about that a little All right. bit more. Good. All right. Well, this is very, very cool. And, and I love the fact that you have, I have a visual display here. Mm -hmm. Now, you, we have also talked, and I think we're kind of going the direction of some classes that yes. you might be able to offer yes. in the spring through our catalog, through yes. Sweet. So could you maybe talk briefly about, there's two different kinds of classes. Uh, one was a, like a vegan yes. and one was the gluten-free, right? Yes, it would be. Um, talk, talk about those classes a little bit. What do you see those classes being? Well, I'm, I'm hoping those classes will be something where people can come and learn how to make vegan cookies or gluten-free cookies because I have tried stuff from a box that is gluten-free and it's not that appealing to me. I have a yes. In the vegan, um, <clears throat> what did you use instead of egg? I tasted banana. That's what I used. Nice. That's my secret. <laughs> you ruined you my ruined secret. secret. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. No, it's okay. Um, so yeah. Um, <laughs> so banana equals banana. an egg. Yes. Yeah. You can also use black beans. Apparently. I have always just done it with banana because when I first started doing the chocolate chip cookies, um, I also did oatmeal chocolate chip cookies because one of my son's favorite things for breakfast was oatmeal with bananas on top. So instead of using eggs, I would dice up a banana and stick it in there and then put oats in it and chocolate chips and make him like a breakfast cookie. 
instead. And so those are some of his favorites too. Every time I make oatmeal chocolate chip cookies, he's like, do these have banana? Yes, they have banana. Okay. And he'll eat all of them. I have to like double or triple my recipes sometimes because my family can't get enough of these cookies. But yes, I did use banana. So it's just to help um, other people that don't know how to um, cook gluten-free or bake vegan or want to learn how to, so to do that. This will be in our kitchen yes. is what we're talking about yes. putting it. And you'll have a group of people around, uh, around the kitchen tables that we have in there and learning how to prepare, learning about ingredients. Yes, they will have my secret recipes. Secret recipes, <laughs> okay. Secret recipes um, for the gluten-free and vegan cookies. And they will be able to see all of the ingredients that are in them. They will be able to mix it themselves, put them on the baking trays and bake them themselves and take them home to share with their family and friends just in case they don't believe me that they're oh my that gosh. awesome. I can imagine Michael Michael <laughs> Jones, one of the guys who works with us, he helps us manage that kitchen. He's probably going to be a big fan and literally sniffing around there <laughs> and checking that That's out. Fine. <laughs> that is so cool. Yes. All right. So and you're going to have two different types of classes. Yes. We're going to probably offer them at different times. So it's not two classes at the same time. It's right. two, two separate, separate classes. classes. Yes. So they would uh, potentially attract two different types of people. The the veganites, is that right, Sam? Uh, vegans? Yes. Vegans. The vegans? <laughs> veganites sounds like a cult. Okay, sorry. It's not? No, no. We're, the vegans. So it's not veganarians? <laughs> <laughs> Vegan aristocrats or something. And, and, and there's one. And then the other one would be the, uh, the gluten-free crowd. Yes. Okay, would, would either one of those two groups cross over and, and learn the, how to make the other kinds of They delicacies? can, actually. Um, with these vegan cookies, they are also wheat-free. So okay. I could even do a one-combo class vegan-free and wheat-free at the same exact time. All right, now, I want to go back to that again because okay. you've mentioned wheat-free, and, and that's yes. how this started with, yes. with your son, John. Mm -hmm. um, are there other kinds of allergies? If, if it's not wheat, it would be maybe uh, flaxseed or something that people peanuts. would say. Peanut, peanuts, Soy. yes. Soy. Soy. Would, mm -hmm. would folks who have those kinds of, of allergies or reactions, would they benefit from taking this class? Um, not for my peanut butter cookies, they wouldn't. <laughs> not for those. <laughs> not for the peanut butter cookies, so that might not go over well. Um, but for the vegan cookies, definitely, um, because I specialize all my ingredients for those. And with the chocolate chips and the vegan cookies as well, um, I have found chocolate chips that are gluten-free, nut-free, um, dairy-free, soy-free, and they are all-around allergy-friendly. And that's kind of one of the points that I would like to eventually get to with not only my bakery but in life is to maybe here at ISU teach a course on allergy-friendly cooking and baking because that's something that I'm super passionate about and yes. Lauren, was it hard to find the ingredients? It was actually. I had to have some of them sent in <laughs> uh, because not everybody here in town has particular allergies or not everybody in town has vegan tastes and so they don't have a lot of the things here. Um, so I have Amazon Prime, so I just primed them in. So do you think also it's because Polka Hell is just a small community? Yes, I think so. larger communities probably they might have. Yes, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I would like to um, eventually teach allergy-friendly cooking classes because every day that I'm online, you can see people posting, I need more meals to eat, or I, my kid has an allergy to something and I don't know what I'm supposed to make. My kid has a wheat allergy, but we, so we can't have this. We have corn allergies. What are we supposed to have? Yes. So do you think um, that there are more allergies nowadays, or are, is this just more awareness of these allergies? I think it's more awareness of these allergies because 
um, you see it more that people have allergies to things. And I'm not sure if there used to be allergies to a lot of foods back in when I was a kid. And when growing yeah. up, I, you really didn't hear about it. Right. Not as much. Like, it doesn't have to just be like anaphylactic shock. Right. Allergy. Like, right. You be very sensitive to stuff. Yeah. And you just never would know. I had right. recently had an allergy. I mean, in the 70s, they said, oh, yeah, when I, I, I eat um, so-and-so, my, my belly hurts. And mm -hmm. they just, that's, oh, I got to live with that. Yeah. Nowadays, yeah. they realize you have an allergy. Right. You should avoid that. Right. You know, one of the other programs we hear we have here at uh, Idaho State is I think there's a dietetics uh, program. Mm -hmm. uh, would this be something that they would be teaching now, or would be interested in learning more about, so they could teach it? Once they taste my stuff, yes. Once, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you try these, Gary, you won't be able to say no. <laughs> I guarantee it. <laughs> Well, you know, we're going to have to see if we can help you make that connection okay, as well because I think they have kitchens over there as part of, of their program. And, uh, you know, having somebody like you be a resource to, you know, let them taste test this stuff but also go through and try things, they could, they could bring you in and mm -hmm. use some of your experience and possibly have you teach some of those classes. I can't speak for them, but it would be a great connection to explore be beneficial for you, beneficial yes. for them, and, and all of our students, and all the staff who are sampling and, and smelling all this great stuff. So that's a cool thing. I guess the thing that's picking up here is, on, for you personally, it's kind of, I mean, you're an explorer, right? right. I mean, you, because the whole idea is to expand menu right. options. Right. So you, you kind of, you're having some fun. Mm -hmm. Just, can this work in this way? Yes. Right? Yeah. And so are you creating these recipes? Are you I am getting actually, one yeah. and then sort of modifying it? I mean, how does that work? Um, I do both. When I see a recipe that I like in a magazine or a catalog, I go, how can I make that different? How can I make that my own? Um, some recipes I've seen, they want to use peanut oil for something. But I'm like, well, if I want to teach a class or teach somebody how to make something, I can't use peanut oil, so I use a different kind of oil um, or I don't use it at all. Um, I can bring flavor to my food without putting things that will make people sick in them. And that's something that I've just become known for. I have some of my celiac friends from out of state calling me, asking me how to make M&M cookies that are wheat free because, excuse me, because she doesn't know how or she wants them to be good. She wants to, to share them with somebody. And so that makes me happy that I can help her to help other people as well. And that's kind of my ultimate goal is to help other people. You know, that that's a wonderful story. You know, as we go around, especially in the summertime, you see all these, uh, uh, the burger shops, the Arctic shops, and all those, they come up with these special shakes, and, and now we're going towards fall, and there's like uh, pumpkin shakes. Could some of this translate into shakes? Because you've got some creative stuff here. If you have a blender, a blender. you can blend anything. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, Lauren, when you... Uh Nowadays, when you taste something that you know you get find somewhere mm -hmm. out, do you like automatically start analyzing, going, if I replace this with this and I replace this with this, I can make I could make this and have it either gluten free or vegan. Yes, vegan. yes, I do. Okay. Um, I've even gone places where they offer gluten free cookies, and I buy one just to see what it tastes like, and I eat it, and I've had some bad stuff out there. And um, I'm like, did you make this? And they're like, yeah, we made it. I'm like, okay, well, you need somebody else like me to make your stuff for you instead <laughs> because your stuff tastes like, I mean, I've had cookies where I'd rather just eat a box because that's what their stuff tastes like. It tastes I, like a box. Once I tried making vegan brownies with mm -hmm. plastic, it tasted so disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> 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 disgusting. And it's hard because some people like Sammy, 
they want to have stuff that they can have and enjoy and they can't find the proper ingredients and they don't know how to make it taste good. And that's what I do. I make it good so that people come begging for more. Gary's mouth is drooling. I mean, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. I, I may cut this short just to get to these yeah. things. You should. You should. I, I know I've tried some either gluten or vegan stuff, in, mm -hmm. and you know, based on a bad product, it kind of slants your entire thinking of what what that is. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, I think we've all had that cardboard tasting. You know. Yeah, yes. yeah, I, I think so too. We hear that all the time. Yeah. Here, Gary, so that I can prove they are not cardboard. <laughs> oh, this is so bad. I feel like we're, well, by the way, Gary, I think we've lost absolute control. She's got you eating now. This is delicious. <laughs> so, oh, man. Here's my comment. Like, it's too late, man. Your comment's done. Come get some cookies. Yeah, excuse me while I swallow this thing. <laughs> okay, everybody. <laughs> I can see our time is up. Um, we've been talking to, uh, and thank you to Lauren Alvar today, who brought in some fabulous treats, talking to us about gluten-free and vegan foods, desserts. And I uh, hope everybody out there has gotten a chance to listen and smell through the... Uh, through the channels, uh, this wonderful food, and have gotten some great insights about what you might want to try if you have an allergy. Uh, if you want to reach out to uh, to us, we should have some information on our catalog. You can reach us at cetrain.isu.edu or on Facebook uh, at, uh, let's see, it's called Sweet Without Wheat Creations. Yes. And that's her business. So I thank you, uh, I thank you all for joining us. Hope you learned something. See you next time. Bye. So I'm just going to ask. Oh, we Continuing education, workforce training, SWEET is comprised of professionals dedicated to serving your educational needs. We understand that when it comes to your future, it's all about you. Because our staff and faculty have real-world experience actually doing what they teach, our students obtain the skills and knowledge they are looking for to be competitive in today's marketplace. For more information, please visit our website, ctrain.isu.edu. That is ctrain.isu.edu. Or call us at 208-282-3372.